Hey everybody, this is Dwight, and this is Cryptcast12. Um, about a week ago, I got an email from a singer by the name of Jesse Moss. I had played several of her songs on previous podcasts. Well, I guess her sister was looking up her name. She was Googling her, and, um... I guess my podcast came up since I had mentioned her name in the, uh, blog. Uh, anyways, uh, due to the fact that I was playing some of her music, she, uh, sent me two of her CDs. Uh, they are called Down the Disco and Fast and Cheap. Um, I really enjoyed the songs I've played of hers on the podcast, but after listening to two of her albums, I'm starting to really love her songs. And I'm not just saying that because of the free CDs. Um, she's very talented and has, I guess, what you would call a sultry voice. And guys, if you have a moment, check out her pictures on her website. She seems to be one of those girls who can be extremely sexy, but even when she's dressing down, it's attractive. Uh, so this podcast will probably be a little longer, simply because I'm going to play a few of her songs. Um... Five of, um, let me say that again, on the Podsafe Music Network, she has quite a few songs posted there that for podcasters to use. Uh, five of the songs are from these two albums that she sent me. So I'm going to end up playing these. Um, I'm not going to do it all at once, I'm going to break it up throughout the thing. Um, but right now, I'm going to play Beat to a Pulp. Followed by Old Glory. Uh, both of these are from the album Down at the Disco. Well, I used to have some money, come from nothing. Then got comfortable at the middle. Now I'm plunging, plunging back in. Well, who cares? I'll live peace in one day to the next, weaving them together with food scraps. Over 2% milk fat spilled on well kept ceramic floors It's hideous, I know it is We western cunts, have so much shit I'm nasty and dirty and greedy and ugly Know all about inequity Just curb your spending, I say to me That's all you have to do, you see But it's too late I'm shopping for therapy and I'm with the rest of you They say if you acknowledge the problem, you're halfway there Your hot air in my sails and not my skirts and loaded 
is a false friend Nearly as much as a real one Shit and the connections are to come by these days So I guess took whatever contact I could get Whatever friction in your addiction on the wall Our plan. 
you want to check out her website, but didn't give you the address, so here it is now. Uh, her website is jessiemoss.com. That's J-E-S-S-Y-M-O-S-S dot com. Alright, you can also hear some of her music if you go to her MySpace page, which is, of course, www.myspace.com then forward slash J-E-S-S-Y-M-O-S-S-C-O-M Jesse Moscom Um I hope you all enjoy her music as much as I have Um Let's see what's next Oh yes, I got this on Monday Cause I'm subscribed to the To the feed from the um Disability Nation podcast website and on Monday, they had posted a little blurb that they entitled Outrage as Church Vax Calls for Severely Disabled Babies to be Killed at Birth. Uh, and this one paragraph here, it, and I'll read it to you, says, The Church of England has broken with traditional dogma by calling for doctors to be allowed to let sick newborn babies die. Christians have long argued that life should be preserved at all costs. 
but a bishop representing the National Church has now sparked controversy by arguing that there are occasions when it is compassionate to leave a severely disabled child to die. And the Bishop of Southwark, Tom Butler, who is the Vice Chair of the Church of England's Mission and Public Affairs Council, has also argued that the high financial cost of keeping desperately ill babies alive should be a factor in life or death decisions. Uh, that's all they have. They don't have a link to the article or or where this information was found, but I remember hearing something um, on the Disability Nation podcast that was um, similar to this. It wasn't the church doing it, and the other one I saw, it was certain doctors in England. Um, well, this is kind of scary. I mean, at what point are they saying it's okay to do this? And is it just something they're thinking should be routine? And this argument that these two people from the Christian church that are making seems to me to be quite hypocritical, because it's not the whole... The argument against um, using embryos for stem cell research, embryos that would have been destroyed anyways, is that, oh, you're interfering with the... Uh, with God's creations. Well, isn't this doing the same thing? That's my opinion on that one. Um, if you want to stay current on other news items uh, that have a lot to do with the disability community, then I'd suggest you subscribe to the Disability Nation blog. Uh, you can go there at disabilitynation.net forward slash blog. Um, I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. Um, and it looks like last Tuesday we um, now have the Democrats with majority of the House and the Senate. Uh, I'm hoping this will bode well for everyone, basically. Um, time to have a new direction and just have some changes. Seems like with either party, once they've been in power long enough, they get complacent. They don't. They don't do anything but keep the status quo. And that's sad, but maybe we'll have some good changes coming up in the future. Um, let's hope so. Um, I think I'm going to play another song now, and then I'll come back and talk a little bit about what's been going on in my life and a movie or two that I've seen recently. Uh, this song is entitled Wish Bitch, and it's from Jesse Moss's CD, Fast and Cheap. Sick of explaining, sick of being painted. Sick and not caring, cause it's idols of the right eyes. And I can't stand up, I can't be shocked to get it up. 
Wish Bitch, and it was from the CD Fast and Cheap. Uh, let's see what is going on with me. Um, well, as far as going out and doing things, um, this past Saturday, was Saturday, uh, here's the thing. I live with my parents. Um, Saturday is usually their night to go, to go out. It's kind of like their date night type thing. Um, but, um, my nurse couldn't make it until 11 p.m. Uh, usually they come in at 8, and that's around the time that they will leave for their evening out. Uh, so, they weren't able to do that, so, I went with them to dinner. Uh, we went to Ruby Tuesday. Um, I've eaten there maybe six or seven times. And out of those times, I maybe only had one time where the meal wasn't really that good. Actually, pretty bad. Um, so I figured it would be good this time. Um, my meal was excellent. My mother's meal was excellent. My dad decided to get the cheeseburger. And the bun, the bun's soggy. And it's actually lukewarm. Um... He's, uh, disappointed. 
you kind of disappointed when you're expecting this nice, juicy, hot burger, and then it comes and it's just not even hot, so it was warm enough for him to eat, so he ate it. Uh, he probably should have sent it back, but we didn't. Um, I, I thought the service was good, but um, you have to understand my father's background is he used to work in food service. Um, so he was a little more critical of the staff than I was. Um, I wouldn't say critical, it's just... Probably noticed little, uh, deficiencies more than I simply as a customer would. But, uh, overall it was a good experience there. Um, I can't remember which location this was at. Um, and then we were going to catch a movie afterwards, but changed my mind and we ended up going to the Blue Martini uh, for a few drinks and to catch the van they have there. They have one every night. Um, the van's first set was kind of slow, a little mellow. Um, But then, um, yeah, we came in and they were playing and they played for maybe another 15, 20 minutes and then I took a break for about another 15 or 20 minutes. Then I came back for the second set uh, and they were more upbeat and things were, you know, I like, I like what they did. Um, we ended up leaving probably right as the crowd started to come in. Um, But we had a good night there, um, but that's about it for that, um, that was Saturday night, and other than that, as far as going out, I've been doing just doctor's appointments, I had like one, two weeks ago, last week I got a flu shot, today I had, um, an appointment with my respiratory doctor, um, He allowed me to change some of the settings on my ventilator to make it easier for me when I'm speaking. Because the way it was set, um, I find myself, I'd have, be in the middle of a sentence and kind of trail off as, um, my breath was leaving me. So, I increased the rate on the ventilator, and it seems to be helping. And he, um, gave me a range on another setting that's supposed to help also, but I haven't tried that yet. Um, just wanted to see how it worked with a faster rate first, but that seems to be working very well. Um, had to get rid of one of my nurses last night, um, for sleeping on the job. Um, he came on shift about 11 p.m., and... Supposedly, he didn't work his other job all day, so I'm thinking, oh good, so he, um, isn't gonna fall asleep, or deeply at least, because, uh, off and on with that trouble, this person doing the same thing to the point where I couldn't wake them up, which is a scary thought when you depend on someone for everything, um, so he comes on about 11 p.m. About 11.30 I go online to 
do a little, um, look up some information for this, uh, football before I've been entering. That about an hour later, I say 12.30, I'm done, and I'm getting ready to go to bed because I had the doctor's appointment that I had to get up earlier. Um, I call him, I call him again, call him again, getting louder and louder each time. After 12 times of him not hearing me, I call my cell phone, which is on one side of the room, Make that ring. Nothing. The guy's still out cold. <laughs> Try calling him a few more times. I call the house phone, which is on the other side of the room. Still nothing. So I make sure I get a very big breath in my lungs. And I called out for my parents, and they came out of the bedroom. And he was still out cold when they came out. That actually touched him to make him wake up. So after this, uh, we told him, okay, you're gonna go home. And we told the nursing agency, um, uh, not to send him back. Um, this isn't the first time that this has happened. And I've mentioned the fact, um, last week he tried to, he nearly drowned me. I mean, Okay, I'm probably being a little dramatic there, but, um, how can I explain this? Um, my ventilator is on the back of my wheelchair. When I get in bed, I put it, I put the wheelchair beside the bed with enough room for people to get through to do things for me. Um, and there's a little tray on the chair also that has this humidification chamber to give me moist air. And the way it was situated, I needed him to suction me, which means um, getting just the secretions out of my throat. As, this, as he is leaning over to move the suction machine, he knocks into the tubing, pulling the chamber from the humidifier over. And when this happens, it causes all the water to go shooting through the tubing as it tries to give me a breath. So, it takes usually two to three breaths. And while I was doing this, I couldn't speak. I couldn't say, hey, it's gonna happen. So it ends up getting up to my throat and coming into my throat, into my lungs. Um, so he immediately had to suction it out. But then, because so, uh, Moist. You, if you put the vent back on me, it's still not going to work because it's got a lot of water in it. And I first couldn't find the ambu bag, which is the bag you use to just push breaths into somebody. You couldn't find that immediately. But then somehow, with shaking the tubing around, it got just enough water out of it to where I could get enough air to talk and tell him where it was. <laughs> Um, then with the alarm and event going off and everything, just woke up, woke up my mother from the other room, so she came out and was helping him to get the water out. Um, I mean, we got everything situated there, but the whole night, 
I wasn't right. I was right. After something like that, you're up the whole night. I probably didn't get back to normal till the next day. <laughs> so, that has happened on one or two other occasions, but not to that point, not with that much water, and not where we couldn't get things cleared right away. Um, so the next day, we f I figured, well, this is something that has happened before, and usually when it happens to a person, that's it. It doesn't happen again. I could tell the guy was scared as scared as I was. Um, so I figured, well, well, that was a mistake. So allow him to come back. And then the week after that, he wasn't here. I guess he had some emergency at home or something. And then this week the guy comes and he falls asleep after I'm saying it's okay to send him back after the fiasco two weeks before. Needless to say, I was quite pissed that he fell asleep on me like that and could not be woken. And so it looks like we'll be looking for another night nurse for that shift. Uh, he worked only once a week, which makes it not so bad, but... On top of that, a few weeks before that, the nurse I had working Saturday night decided not to work Saturday nights anymore. Uh, so far, they've been having this other nurse fill in, but they can't do them all, so they say they're trying to find some other people to fill in for me. Um, not to mention... I was also trying to have them replace a nurse I had because of some, I guess you could say, conflict problems. <laughs> this person is extremely difficult. Um, anyway, that's another story. Um, uh, and that was it for that fiasco. Um, I agreed to volunteer to try and raise a little money for this event for MDA called a, a Stride and Ride. I mean, I know a lot of you don't really care for uh, MDA's tactics when it comes to raising money. I don't either. But in this case, it's not your typical, oh, save the poor pathetic children scheme. <laughs> it's just, you know, getting some people to spend some money, because, uh, MDA, they mean, it is good that they're spending all this money on research, but uh, their means of doing it, of uh, raising money and getting attention, are always very good for, um, I guess, the disabled community, you would say, as far as the way they portray people. It seems to me like they all want you to be on camera and everything when you're a child. You hit adult, adult age. See ya. <laughs> um, anyway. And then this Saturday, the firefighters are putting on a benefit. It's a, a chili cook-off. So I'm planning on going and checking that out. That's all I can think of on the personal front. Um, a few months back, I got this free CD or DVD from a place called the Spiritual Cinema Circle. Um, 
I finally got around to watching it. I actually got two discs. One was a free one, and I neglected to cancel after that, after not even watching it, so I ended up with two. <laughs> so I haven't watched the second one, but I watched one of them, and they were really enjoyable. The whole premise of this uh, DVD club is every month they give you a DVD with one full-length film, and two to three short films, and are all uh, with uh, positive themes. None of the drama and violence that you see at a Hollywood or TV or anything. Um, I just so happened the one that I received, uh, two of the titles on it were uh, disability related. The full-length movie they had on there was a documentary entitled Emmanuel's Gift. It was narrated by Oprah Winfrey. Um, it's about this this man named Emmanuel from Ghana. Um, who was born with a deformity in his right leg. Um, I guess he's missing that tibia or something in his lower leg, so his leg was deformed. And it also showed how the disabled are expected to be beggars. They're uh, not expected to do anything but be a beggar. And I guess the population, 10% of the population there, is disabled. And almost all of them become beggars. And I guess it's a really bad stigma over there to be disabled. People think that um, it's a curse because of something the parents did. So, just that part alone kind of makes you grateful to be here in America, where I am. Um, well, anyways, um, he writes a letter to some organization for disabled athletes. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was based out of San Diego, California. And they do these grants for athletes, and he was asking for a bicycle. Because he wanted to do a bicycle ride across Ghana. Uh, I want to say it was 600, but it might have been 1,600 miles. Um, and he wanted to do this to bring attention to the disabled and just to prove that all these stereotypes and the stigma that they have is not, is based on nothing true. So he ends up getting the bicycle, and he does the trip, and he's all over the news there. Um, and then he comes to America, and he competes in a triathlon. And then after competing in the triathlon, uh, I'm not sure how, how well he finished, but I know it wasn't in the top or anything, but afterwards, a doctor or an organization offered to amputate the part of his leg that does not function, or does not function properly. So it uh, shows about the decision he had to make 
also showcased another athlete or two in similar situations, and it showed the process of getting his new limb, and what happened when he went back to Ghana, and how he's been this, um, uh, big-time advocate for the disabled. Um, it was a very good movie, it was very well done, and yeah, I'd recommend uh, you see it if you could. I'm not sure where else you can get this. I'm sure it's available other places. Um, let me see. And then there's another short film on there called Speechless. Well, this guy comes out of a speech class. We supposedly had CP, and it's kind of shows how him and a, a group of students they kind of bond a little bit, and uh, that stuff. And then it comes to find out that he doesn't really have CP. He's an able-bodied, but he had a brother who had CP and died in a classroom because he had a seizure, and no one, everybody's like too scared to do anything to help him. Um. It's really good at showing how assumptions people make about somebody with a condition and how people um, can feel scared about it. Um, it kind of showed that there's not really much you need to, I, I believe. Um, there was another short film on there, but it wasn't disability related. But based on the one DVD I've seen, this um, movie DVD club is very interesting. I plan on watching the other one sometime over the next week, the other DVD. If you would like more information, I can give you the website to go to the Spiritual Cinema Circle. And of course, I will put it in the notes. Um, let's see, an address. Secure dot spiritual cinema circle dot com forward slash forward slash public forward slash welcome forward slash index dot cfm. That's a bit long, so it'll definitely be in the show notes. Um, and that's it for this this edition. Um, I'm gonna play two more songs by Jesse Moss. Uh, they're entitled NYC, and the other one is Bitten Off. They're both from our CD, Fast and Cheap. And until next time, take care and goodbye.
Stay 